is a unexpected uh, happening you don't know uncertainties you don't know what the day bring forth but something will happen but no matter that's an expression of faith no matter what may come my way my life is in the hand of Jesus what a wonderful song and what a wonderful word that came from that song and from the singing confession of faith no matter what may come my ways and you'll have a lot of uh, between here and glory you will have a lot of um, disappointments in life pitfalls and every day is not sunshine <laughs> every day is not uh, and it's not a it's not a doom and gloom but that's the way life is in this life you have uh, a lot of things that that will happen to us but if in this life only we have hope in Christ if this was all it then we would have every right to be miserable you get that you got every mind to get up grumpy and miserable and uh, pouting and if this is all even when you uh, have your paycheck and you get some money and is this all that life has to offer you um, that fun and pleasure and you are maybe you were out last night all night enjoying it you think you wake up with a headache that's that's what the world has to offer and uh, you get high and happy you think but um, if this is all then we would be among men most miserable but uh, we have something that this world doesn't offer the joy of the Lord is my strength and the man and the woman that has found Christ I'm not talking about just you believe and you accept and so confession but I'm talking about building a relationship with Christ um, he that dwelleth Psalms 91 not just visit see when you're visiting you're gonna leave because it's not permanent but when your sister joy became a citizen congratulations now now I don't care what you say to her she's an American citizen you can tell her she's not but she's a American citizen she's not really a Filipino anymore she was born there but she has um, given up that for this so she is rightly she can get an American passport anything you can do as an American just about she can do it too amen so that's uh that's a right that she had and that's what happened to us when we became citizens. one time we were strangers and aliens okay we are foreigners but today we are citizens of the heavenly country and Jesus Christ is our king and our Lord of this city the country that we are we're going to but but this is not all that we um, that uh, we're looking for we're looking for that heavenly country wherein as the song was this morning the choir did so good righteousness he is my righteousness think of that now he is my righteousness because before we were sinners lost without Jesus but today he is my righteousness that means you're justified before God it doesn't mean that you didn't do the crime see justification um, 
make you innocent as if you've never sinned. That's what justification does. Can you imagine? All that you've done, all that we've done, every one of us have messed up. Even a little bit. The fact that you were born in this world, you were born in sin. And look at that. Born in sin and shapen in iniquity. You know when you shape a thing, don't you do design? And you shape that uh, chair or that um, whatever, vase, 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 the different countries call it differently, uh, vase, and you shape that and you mold it to how you want it. And we were molded in sin. We are born in it and we were shaped in sin. That's how God found us. That's how Christ found us. Shaped in iniquity and in sin. And that happened from her mother's womb, conception. We were conceived with the nature of sin. Can you imagine? We did not born righteous, but we were born with a nature that loves sin. <clears throat> and that's why I said that men love pleasures. They love darkness. Darkness doesn't mean you turn the light off and you sit in the dark. Darkness means where God is not. Where there's no light from God shining. That's what it's talking about. Even in your mind, dark. You're not seeing God. You don't see the way. You don't think like God. You don't live in the country or in the world that God lives in. You live in another world. And we were born there. And you reason, you understand why Jesus came. And why it was so important. Because we couldn't go to him. We did not know. Somebody said, when I came to the Lord, how did you do it? You don't know the way to the Lord. He has to draw you. He is the way. Okay, he had, he had to come and get us. Because we did not know how to get to him. But Christ came down from heaven to get us. And he found us. And when he found us, we were lost. Undone. Unclean. And we did not love him. Don't say that I love God. He first loved us. You know why you love him? Because he first loved you. Amen. He first loves us. And then because of his love for us. He showed us the way. Amen. When you begin to love Jesus. That's love. Because he's love. See. Uh, Jesus is love. The beauty about um, Tatiana and Laka is that. They love each other. But there's another love that they have found. And they found it, the Bible said, greater love than this, and no man, that a man lay down his life for his sheep, for his friend. And uh, they found each other, they love each other, but that's natural and that's good. But there's another love also, they were singing. Their life is in the hand of Jesus Christ. Oh, how I love you. You know that expression? And you cannot say it enough. You cannot get tired. The more you tell the Lord that you love him. And, and, and Tati will find out as they marry that she wants to hear it from Laka again. Not just at wedding day. And then after that, no more. But that's, uh, uh, <coughs> that's um, a start, something you've started that you, you cannot stop. Because she's, in the day that love gets tired, weary, and I'm tired of loving you, something is going to happen. Because love joins us. And the same thing, naturally, love joins us to the cross. It was love hanging there. Do you want to know what love is? Two pieces of stick. And the man said, three rusty nails. But there hung a Savior. There hung the Word of God. 
the Messiah, the one who made the heavens and the earth, he spoke. And while he was on the cross, it wasn't the nails or the spear of the soldier that killed him. It was love. For God so loved the world that he died. Only love could make him die. The soldiers couldn't kill him. He's God. He's life in himself. But he laid down his life. For his sheep. And you're a sheep. Look at us. We'd not be here this, this morning. Unless it was because of his mercy. And because of his grace. Calvary's cross. I can never forget. What he did on the cross for you. How he died. Can you imagine? That was God. That died on the cross. In the person of his son. No one can ever explain to you. The depth of love. You can talk. But it's a personal experience. Every day. Walking with Jesus. No preacher can explain it. You can talk. But you can never feel it. Unless you personally come to him. And it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Nobody can really tell you who he is. But you, personally, has to come in contact with the man called Jesus. The man of Galilee. And Paul, this great man Paul, in Romans chapter 1, here's, here's what he said. Here, here's what Paul said in Romans chapter 1. Here, here go down to verse um, 15, I think. Romans 1 verse, go down a little bit to verse 15. And uh, you, Romans 1 verse 15. Look, look at this. Here was a blasphemer. One that set about to kill and destroy the work of God, the saints of God. But now the same one is turning around and said, I hold something back to the human family. I'm a debtor. In verse 15, he says, verse 14, he says, I am a, I am debtor both to the Greeks, the barbarians, both to the wise and on the unwise. said, I hold something to everybody. The ignorant, the wise, the unwise, the Greek, the barbarians. Everybody I hold something to. You're dead. It doesn't mean that you took their, their wallet and you, or you borrowed a, a dollar or two or ten. That's not what it means. It's because of what God has given to you. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave. And when God gave, you have to give back something to others. But how are you going to give back unless you accept? You have to accept because it's what you receive from Christ that you give back to the world. He said, I am debtor. Both. That word both is two or more. Not just one. Both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. You know, you know, just look at it. The barbarians. Who, who, who would you term a barbarian? Somebody that doesn't have very much knowledge. Doesn't, it's not developed right in culture. Doesn't know how to present themselves. You know, just one of those outcasts. But you... The wise, the unwise. So here you are faced with all of that. You're a debtor of all of these. To all men, you hold them something. What do you hold? What do you hold? The love of God, the love of Christ. You hold that. And verse uh, uh, 15, did I have verse 15? Then it goes on. So... Because of what I hope, the debt that I hope, 
I cannot just drag. Cannot just hold back. I've got to give it all. Because he gave his all for me. So as much as in me. As much as in me is. Now. He said what's inside of you. It depends on how much you. Give yourself to him. Because he feel you up. It's not just only talking about. Your weak and natural strength. What did God put inside of you? How much of his love did he put inside of you? How much of his grace and his mercy did he give you? And Paul said that everything that he has given me, it's inside of me. I owe it. I've got to give it to somebody else. You get it? So he said, so as much as in me is, I am ready. Are you with me now? Are you ready? I am ready to preach, to talk about the good news that he gave me because it was the good news that God placed in you. Amen. It's not just some good knowledge, education. He said, what the Lord has done for me, the work that God has done in me, I'm ready. I hold it. And I'm ready to pay my debt to that person, so as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach. God bless you all. Drive safe, okay? Just see you again. I'm ready to preach to you that are in Rome. Put Merced. Put California. Put United States. Put wherever you want to place this. I'm ready to preach. The gospel, the good, the gospel means the good news to you that are at Rome, that are at Rome also. He's never been to Rome at this time. Wrote letters, but he has not gone to Rome as yet. He went later on, and I think that's where he died. Somewhere there in Rome. But he had not gone there as yet. But he was ready to preach. The gospel. And if you understand why the next verse is because Rome was a well developed city. You know? Well developed. You know when you receive Christ as your savior, but now you have to face a, a, a culture that's so superior to everybody else. You've got friends that's in high places. High societies, they are up there and they don't want God. They don't believe in God. But you find yourself moving among them. Are you going to move among them? And Paul said, I have a desire to go to Rome. I want to go to Rome. And they're very wise. They're developed. They were the leading um, nations at that time. When, you remember the image? Gold, silver, brass, um, um, iron, and then clay. But they were the iron kingdom. They were the kingdom that was diverse from all other kingdoms. That crushed the world. Because of their... their their iron rule and reign. They were uh, well developed. And that's where Jesus was born during this time. And now Paul. Paul was saying that. I've got to preach to them. But he made a declaration to everybody. He said. I'm preaching to them. Because I have to preach to the old world. He said, I'm a debtor to all. But I'm going to Rome to this great uh, nation that's well developed. Have every uh, advanced technology, weapons of war for that time. And then little old me. Little old me. Have you ever been in crowd that you don't feel very big, small. 
But in that crowd, you stand. Among the group of people, you stand, but you have something inside of you. You have something that they need, and you hold to them. You hold them. They don't even know you hold them, but you do know. But you have to give it to them. But how do you give it to them when they're so high, educated, knowledgeable, and you don't know as much as they know, but you still have to give it to them. And then there's so much endurance because your educational background, maybe your standard or where you came from, and these are intelligent people. And you find yourself among them. How do you do? Cover up? Now you don't mind talking to the unwise. But when you come to the wise. The advance you just close your mouth. You zip it up. Because you might say the wrong thing. Or they might burst out at you and say. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in your God. But here's Paul. Standing up. And declaring said, I, I'm going to go to Rome. I want to see Rome. I have a debt in Rome. Not because I took grocery or clothes or buy something like that. No. But because I have a message. And the message that I have, I'm not ashamed of it. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Somebody help me. Of Christ. Is anybody here today can say that? Is anyone here that can really declare that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? For it is greater than anything that this world has to offer. It's a force that's greater than anything. I'm not ashamed of it. The gospel, the good news. For it is the power of God. Now that's wonderful. For it is the power of God. To break you. And to deliver you. From the bondage. Of sin. It has the power to change you. The way you came into the world. You will leave another way. It is the power of God. Unto salvation. Can you imagine that even God. Without the gospel has no power. To help you. God could never save you. Or deliver you without the cross. Without the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no remission. For your sins. So Paul was saying that. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Translate me, deliver me from the world of darkness. My God, the world of unrighteousness and sin, a blasphemy, a murderer. And God could reach down through the power of the cross, through the power of the gospel, and save me and change me. And put love, the love of God in my heart. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of it. Because the gospel gives God power over my darkness and my sins. The gospel gave God the power to translate me from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan. Into the kingdom of God. God took me out of, world, out of a world of darkness. Look what God has done. He's saying. Look what God has done for me. I'm not ashamed to tell you. What God did for me. Did he find you? Did he save you? Huh? Did he save you? Did he deliver you from sin? Did he deliver you from the powers of the devil? Did he do that for you? Well, I'm not ashamed to let everybody know. And that's the power of God. 
He did it by the power of the cross. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed to open up my mouth and let everybody know that I love God. That I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. That Jesus died on the cross for me and he rose again. And he's my Savior. In other words, I look to that whole rugged cross. And I'm not ashamed of it. I don't have to hang my head and deny it. And when I'm among my friends, I pull back. Or when, I, when I'm by myself, it's okay. Or when I'm among church people, it's fine. But what when you go among your unsaved relatives and go among the unsaved world, what do you do? Do you stand up when they laugh at God and laugh at the Bible and you read the Bible and laugh at you serving God? Are you ashamed? Do you hang your head and say, well, no, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian. No, I don't go to church. I don't read my Bible. Do you do that? Or do you stand up? Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. That Jesus died for me. That's the good news. He rose on the third day for my sins. For my deliverance. What a, what a, what a word. What a word to shout about. It gets down in your heart. And you're not ashamed of it. You hang your head and you don't want to go forward in God. And he's pulling you and you don't want to go forward. You want to stay just like you are. No changes. Oh yes, Jesus died for me, but I don't want to change. Hmm? You stop and think. This man had time to think. I am not ashamed. This proud Pharisee of the Pharisee that had a letter from the chief priests or so to go down and bring the Christians back to Jerusalem in chains. That's amazing, isn't it? And on the road to Damascus, God turned him around. How quickly can God turn our lives around? Just like that. Just like that. One moment you are an enemy to, to the cross. One moment you don't love God. You have no desire to serve God. And the grace of God comes to you. And when you come face to face with Jesus Christ, you're different. He make a new man. A new person out of you. I'm not ashamed of that. Because every one of us. We can say. We deserve death and hell. We don't deserve. The kingdom. Heaven glory. I don't. There's nothing righteous about me. That I can say look what I've done. It's all about Jesus. That cross. I said that cross. That old rugged cross. I'm not ashamed of it. Are you? You get tired of the cross? Tired of reading your Bibles? I'm not ashamed. There's one man that stood up and said, I'm not ashamed. Jesus didn't die in vain because his Paul said, I'm not ashamed. No shame of the gospel of Christ. For he had the proof of it. The power of God. What was the proof? Look at me, he said. The proof is you. You are a living testimony. How many times the devil tried you and attacked you. And tried to discourage you. But yet you keep coming to church. You keep reading the Bible. You're a proof. That God is alive. Hey. The devil has lost you. God. Do you feel the Lord? So I'm not ashamed to tell you I'm free. I'm not ashamed to tell you that I'm delivered. I'm not ashamed to tell you I'm washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not afraid to let you know that he's my Lord and my Savior. The gospel is good news. And it is the power of God unto 
my salvation. You know what salvation is? Deliverance. He saved me from the pit, from the hand of Satan. I don't belong to the devil today. Are you hearing me? It is the power of God to salvation, of God unto salvation. But notice now, here, to everyone, everyone that believeth. So you've got to believe in the gospel. You've got to believe in the good news. You've got to believe that Jesus died for you and rose again. Good news. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you? It's the power of God. Think of that. It's the power of God. You know when there's power to break something? Power to lift up something. He had power to lift you out of sin. He had power to reach over and break the yoke of the devil. The powers of darkness and send light. It's the power of God. Unto your salvation. That means you're free from sin. If you believe, to everyone that believe, to the Jews, first, thank God it went on. It didn't stop. You know when somebody get a blessing and you didn't get yours? Hmm? You know, so you hear everybody talking about how they got their stimulus check and you're still waiting? Goes on, it's the, go back to that, it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone. That's where you come in. I believe. Do you believe? The eunuch said, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you believe? To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Gentile. Everybody's included if you can believe. Do you, do you believe that Jesus died? Yes, I do. But bless God, you were predestinated. According to your faith, be so unto you. And verse 17 says, For, verse 17, For therein, Look, look at that, look at it. It shows you where the righteousness of God is. The righteousness of God lies in the fact that Jesus died for you on the cross. How do I get righteous? By believing. Oh, 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 can I be righteous? By believing. Believing the gospel. Believing that Christ is the Son of God. And I'm closed with the righteousness of God and Christ. For therein there in what? In the gospel. In the good news. What's in it? The righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So today you are the righteousness of God. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. And notice. It's not stagnant. But it goes. It's revealed from faith. To faith. You're growing in grace, growing in faith. Faith to faith, as it is written. Notice Paul said, I'm not the only one that's talking. Paul went back in Habakkuk, the Old Testament, Habakkuk 2, verse 4, is it? Talking about the just or the righteous. Who shall escape in the day of, uh, of um, judgment? Those that are righteous. Why God wouldn't destroy Sodom. If there was ten righteous men. If there were ten righteous people there. But he didn't find ten righteous people. Noah was saved. That righteous man. He preached righteousness. And in a wicked world. The time that we're living in. The age that we're living in. The way out is Christ. Jesus 
is their righteousness. For therein, look at that. I'm showing you where to go today. You want to be like Jesus? You want to walk like him? You want to be uh, in the kingdom of God? I'm showing you where to go. Somebody, oh, I don't know where to go. I just showed you where to go. I've been pointing to the place of righteousness. Did you hear that? Are you still looking? I've got to go here and run here to find it. No, there it is, I show you. For therein, in it, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. God open it up. We're in the cross, in the gospel. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. See, it put you back to the word. Old Testament. What? Really? I thought we were just New Testament Christian. What? What? There's no such thing. We need a whole and a New Testament because therein is the righteousness. Look at that. The righteousness of God revealed. You want to find out the righteousness of God? Go to the Old Testament. Don't put away the Old Testament. Go to Isaiah. Go to Jeremiah. Go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel bring you all the way down to the temple. And the prince that would sit and reign in it. Daniel. Daniel tells you about this prince, this king. Thousands of years before they, before he came, prophets prophesied. Moses prophesied that a prophet like unto me. Was Moses a deliverer? Was Moses a savior? Did Moses bring them out of the bondage of Egypt? That's what Christ did. He brought us out of the world of sin. And he brings us all the way to God. The Bible said he came to bring many sons unto glory. When you say glory, it's not just a mystic cloud, but that's unto God. Because God is the king of glory. God is the father of glory. See, glory is not a cloud. Because glory is the very substance of God. Jesus Christ is the image, the brightness and the glory of God. When you think of glory, you think of Christ. You hear what the Bible said? And we beheld his glory. That's where the gospel take you, to the glory of God. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He makes your heart burn you. When the disciples walk on the road to Damascus, their hearts burn. When you come in contact with Christ, there's going to be a change, a burning change, a desire inside of your heart. <coughs> Verse 18 says, then it goes on. Here's, here's not. But notice that the glory and the righteousness of God is first revealed. God didn't just send his son to condemn the world. He sent his son to save the world. But this is the condemnation. Romans 5 brought it out. This is the condemnation. What is it? That light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Like condemnation come because we reject Jesus. It's when you get, give him up. You don't want to serve him anymore. That's when darkness sets back inside of you. But as long as you serve God, going from faith, remember now, from faith to faith. Oh, I got faith. All right, keep going. You got to go from faith to faith. It's not just starting and then after a few days or a few years you feel like turning back or quit or you've had enough. That's not the way it works. Well, he not begun a good work in you. 
We're performing. Continue performing. Working you until the day of Jesus Christ. It's from here to eternity. Oh, you feel like shouting, don't you? You feel like praising God, don't you? But here's what comes when you don't serve God and you refuse. Here's what's coming. The rod of God is revealed from heaven. But just back up here, I want to show you that there are two revelations. The first revelation, go back to verse, is it 17, 16? Go to verse 17. Verse 17 says, look, no, notice here, there's two revelations. There's two revelations. Look at that. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed first. Number one, he didn't reveal his wrath first. He revealed what? His righteousness. Can you see that? Can you read that? Are you listening? Huh? Can you really read that? He said, for therein, what? Go back to verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He first sent his son into the world and died for us. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Next verse says, For therein is, look what's revealed. Look what's first revealed. So we are without excuse. Well, I don't know the wrath. God is so upset. And, no. He first revealed his righteousness. But men love darkness rather than light. He came to his own. And his own received him not. We reject him. Hmm? Look, 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 look around you. Come on. Look around you. Be honest. Be honest with yourself and honest with God. How many of your relatives really want God? Go talk to them. Get them out of that. Not, not just the world out there, but even among our relatives. I've got relatives too. Talk to them. They, they don't, they're not ready. I can't make them serve God. They're happy where they are. They like it. Somebody said, but they're suffering. No, they're not. They like it. And to get them in church, you almost have to chain them and drag them. And once that chain is, they're not coming back. Or you might get them for a funeral. And you won't see them in church, maybe, and I say this very humble, you might not see them again in church until they arrive in, at a funeral or something. Maybe a wedding. But not because they love God. But the righteousness of God is revealed. Everybody can accept Christ. Everyone can be saved if you want to. But we are not saved. We are not saved. Because we don't want to. Do you want to? You, 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 you could draw nigh to God. You could serve God. You could love God. But do you want to? Or you'd rather just... Put your feet up and, and watch a sport game or something like that. That means a lot more to you than serving Christ. Hmm? The righteousness of God is revealed. That means a man or a woman can be whatever they want to be in God. The way is open. God has opened the door to eternal life. We are without excuse. What do we do it? Do we serve God and cry out and say, I'm hungry for God? Come on, look at your heart. It's time to look and examine yourself. Am I really hungry for God? Am I really thirsting for Almighty God? Or I'd rather have my feet up by the beach. Anything that's taken me away from church is okay. Anything that keeps me out of church is okay. How much of, how much of even the churches want to go on in God? But the righteousness of God is already revealed. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to his son to show. It's already revealed. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. The bright, the morning star. The rose of Sharon. The lily of the valley, the prince of peace, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus Christ is revealed from heaven.
Oh, that we would accept this revelation. When it pleased God, Paul said, to call me, separated me from my mother's womb. When it pleased him to reveal his son in me. Even Paul, the blasphemer, had a revelation. That means there's hope for you and I. For therein, look at that. Keep, stay right there and keep searching. Keep searching. For therein is the righteousness of God. You don't have to be confused. You're confused because you want something else that comes from man. Oh, lay your hands in me. Come on and let's have a little talk. Let's sit around and, and have a, a sandwich and talk. No, you don't need that. You don't need that. What you need to do is sit like a lady by the name of Mary at the feet of Jesus Christ while everybody was cooking something. You sit at the feet of Jesus. Sitting at the feet of Jesus doesn't mean you're right the floor all the time. It means that in the attitude and your spirit, you'd rather be dining and feasting with Jesus. And that you can do all the time. All day long, I've been with Jesus. All day long, I've been at the cross. Hey, come on. See, you notice that time when you take to gossip and talk on the phone. This, ch Check it out. The hours we spend on the TV and the phone and all that wasting time. We could have been sitting at the feet of Jesus, studying. Oh, that I might know him. Don't leave this world without you know him. Because it's by knowing him, it takes you over in the world that is to come. This world is coming to an end. The next verse, verse 18 says, For the wrath, notice when the wrath of God is revealed. Not at the first advent, but at the second advent. For the rod of God is revealed. There's still mercy for you today. Is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Notice what he, why he judged Saddam, right? Who hold the truth. So the truth is there, but it's old. They took a prisoner. We don't want, we don't want this. Cast it out. They hold the truth of God in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. Then it go on down. All of you here. It shows. It shows what they did. Verse 25. Who changed the truth. Into a lie. That's the truth is the word of God. I am the way the truth and the life. And the church. Turn it into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Note, 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 notice, notice, he's still blessed. Whether you believe it or I believe it or not, he's blessed forever. Jesus Christ doesn't depend on you believing him. Or you don't have to go to church. You don't have to serve him. But somewhere, somebody's going to serve him. If, if you don't believe me, look at Revelation 7. A multitude. Where did these come from? Where? I didn't see them in church. I didn't see them dancing or shouting or praising God or speaking in tongues. Where did they come from? I don't know them. But God has a reserved. I said God has a reserve. Whether you serve him or not. If you don't clap your hands, haha. If you don't stamp your feet, if you don't lift up your voice and praise God, he's still gonna receive glory. Where did these come from? Clothes in white robe. And what? Uh, palms in their hands? That's the word of God. White robe is the righteousness of Christ. See? The righteousness of Christ that's revealed. A multitude is going to be clothed. Daniel says. They purified themselves. And was made white. 
a great multitude that no man could number. You go on your, your calculator and it blows it. Do you understand who's going to be saved? Some might say, poor Jesus. No, it's not. This gospel, this power of God, when the blood of Christ touched this earth from Calvary, salvation was brought to man. I say, you can take yourself out, but you cannot stop the kingdom from being run over with a multitude that nobody can number. God's going to have more people saved of all nations. I want to be there. Don't you, you understand what I'm saying? Huh? Now, of all nations, what if you don't clap your hands? Do you think that God's going to miss anything? Go ahead. You won't even be known. You won't even be seen. Hmm? Have you ever gone to a big stadium with a lot of people and, and you shout but nobody here? Are you sitting there, whatever you do? Huh? It's too big a crowd. So God more are they on our side than on their side. And God has far more than the devil has. Now it's time to serve him. It's time to love God. It's time to make the changes. Because therein is the rod. No, the, the rod of God is revealed. Verse 24 is it. And here's. Yes. Wherefore God. So God gave them up. If you, if you read it carefully. You find out it's when they turn against God. Wouldn't serve God. They give up God. Then God gave them up. Just like Pharaoh. God hardens his heart. After how many times. When he hardened his heart. It's when you don't want God. And when you stop serving God. And you will not go on in God. That's when. And when you give up God. That's when he gives you up. But as long as you love God. And you're serving God. He said I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. Lo, I will be with you always. Always. Come on, always. Your salvation is not cheap. It's not in vain. God knows what he's doing. Once he begun that work inside of your life, you will be saved. If you follow on to know the Lord. I hope this morning you receive something from the word of God. God bless you. Praise God, praise God.